0: Ezra Levant here, how you doing everybody? What a great night it was last night, and a great night the night before. I'm referring to Canada's leaders debates. Uh, They were atrocious debates, absolutely terrible. Every single thing was disastrous incompetence, technical incompetence. The themes of the debate were ridiculous and ignored the concerns of regular Canadians. There were pet pocket issues of the Ottawa Insider Establishment. The format of the debates was atrocious. The um, regulation of journalists, which we fought in court and and beat, was atrocious. The fact that journalists were not allowed a follow-up question was deliberate to protect uh, the precious one, Trudeau, from any actual questions. Every single part of the debate that was a failure Um, at first glance makes no sense. Like, why would you ban journalists from the key political event? Why would you only have one in English? Why would you ban Maxime Bernier, who's third or fourth in the polls, but allow fringe parties like the Greens and the Bloc? Why would you have the Bloc in an English debate? Because he's not running candidates in English Canada, can't be Prime Minister, he's at like 4%, 3% in the polls. Why, 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 why? none of this makes sense. Why would you not have journalists have a follow-up? Like, Why? None of it makes sense until you remember that Justin Trudeau nationalized the debates, runs them with his hand-picked government uh, commissioners. Then it all makes sense. It's designed to give the politicians the easiest ride possible, and in particular, Trudeau himself. That's why they didn't talk about the lockdowns, vaccine passports, and other extreme actions of the government, and obsessed with you know, their pet issues like global warming. They had that child actor that they brought in in Quebec Um, they threw everything they could at us in particular to keep us out. And because they have most of the media on the payroll now through Trudeau's bailouts, um, we were alone in fighting for our freedom of the press because other people who I think in another era would have come to our aid, other media, either don't like us politically, which is fine. I I accept that. The feeling's mutual. Um, And so they let their personal distaste get in the way of their free speech principles, if they have any. But also, um, they don't want to bite the hand that feeds them. They're failing at journalism, and so they get the bailout money. And you're not going to, you know, you're not going to bite the hand that feeds. You're not going to criticize Justin Trudeau when he's the guy keeping your newspaper alive. You know, there's this left-wing newspaper in Calgary called The Sprawl. Just absolutely unreadable and unread. Like, it's just some left-wing pro-transit newspaper in Calgary. Calgary's in the middle of a huge prairie. There's an Indian reserve in the southwest, so the city cannot expand that way. But other than that, Calgary, actually, is one of the largest cities in North America in terms of land area, because like Toronto abuts the lakes. Vancouver abuts the ocean. New York City, you know, there's there's physical limits on many cities, but Calgary, it's in the middle of the prairies. You, you, could, you, you could be miles around, other than the Indian Reserve that it's sort of, and now there's a road through there. So imagine you have a pro-transit, pro-bicycling, it, bicycling in a city that's snowy out the year. So this is a loser newspaper. I'm just giving you this example, The Sprawl. Losers Communists, actually. No one reads it. It's crud. Why would you read it? So they get a Trudeau handout for the media. It's not for the media. It's for some like pro-left-wing, global warming, anti-Calgary rag. And the Sprawl also gets a big check from Facebook. So their Marxist editor cashes those checks. I think it's about a quarter million bucks. And it was just this spring. And yeah, he burned through the money and he does this pity party post. Can you find it? Go to the Sprawl or whatever it's called. Uh, people are saying, "Asher, why are you talking about the Sprawl? What's that got to do about anything? I'm just talking, it's just a perfect example of the absolutely lame media party who are failing at their craft, who are selling people propaganda, pretending it's news, wondering why no one buys it other than who will buy anything from a journalist. Well, Justin Trudeau. He'll support you no matter how crazy you are, because by supporting you, he owns you. And uh, yeah, yeah. This is their website, uh, the Sprawl. It's just the worst. He, yeah, there, he's got some little post he made there about how tough it is to um, how tough it is to be him. It's not even interesting. It really is the worst. Yeah. We're scaling down depth, not breadth. Why the sprawl is scaling down in November? That's another like Jeremy Clazes. That's his name. He's some commie who runs the thing. Um, yeah, he doesn't mention that he took hundreds of thousands of dollars from Trudeau and Facebook, burnt through it doing who knows what, and now he's firing all his staff. So he got all this government money for his journalists, but he's a you know he's a Marxist, but he, he's actually a crony capitalist. He put the money in his jeans. Anyhow. I'm just using that as his example. That's the media in Canada today. Now, he's a Marxist. He probably disagrees with us for that reason. But if you're such a loser that you're taking hundreds of thousands, or in the case of the big media companies, millions of dollars from Trudeau, you're not going to stand up for a conservative-leaning, freedom-oriented, anti-lockdown media outlet that, A, is criticizing your paymaster, and B, and I think this is the part that really bugs the media, that's making it without their stupid government grants. Like, of course, the sprawl needs grants from Facebook. Mark. Zuckerberg, I mean, would you really imagine the journalist taking money from Mark Zuckerberg? Could you ever trust that journalist again on any subject relating to censorship, big tech, taxes, regulation, the lockdowns, wokeness? How could you ever trust him again? I mean, taking money from Mark Zuckerberg is probably worse even than taking it from Justin Trudeau. I mean, at least all Trudeau wants is your political support. Mark Zuckerberg is just some creepy messianic complex lizard guy. Anyways, so that's why we are alone in battling our way in there. And we we got the court order that let us in. And um, we had had 11 journalists who were accredited. Can you call up Jonathan Goldsby's um, Twitter feed? He made a chart. I love this. You know, I, 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 I like the rebel. Um, I, I You may know I founded it and I'm the president of it. And uh, I regard it as more than just a job, I regard it as a, as a mission. Uh, to be dramatic, I might even call it a, a calling. I don't use that word a lot. Uh, my friends here. But even I don't follow rebel news as closely as this guy. This guy's like a stalker. His name is Jonathan Goldsby, he's the editor of our, a left-wing podcast called uh, Canada Land. Um, anyways, he, he I, I, I'm not saying, I mean, listen, I love The Rebel. I just don't have time to, to watch everything on The Rebel. I, I just don't have time. Luckily, we've got great editors who do. But this guy. Anyhow, so I love this chart. He says, the leaders were asked a total of 36 questions in tonight's post-debate scrums. The Rebel, tied with Radio Canada, that's the way of saying... Um, the French CBC, for the most at four each. And so he's got this chart. He made a pie chart. I can't do that. I don't have those mad skills. Would you know how to make a pie chart? (laughs) Not like this on Twitter, yeah. So you can see we tied Radio Canada with 11% of the questions. National Post had two. Our friends at True North, that was Andrew Lawton, had two. The Wire reported to TVA, that's a French um, private broadcaster, La Presse Canadien, Canada Press, and then everyone else combined had 18 questions. So um, I'm really proud that we had four questions. Now it should have been seven, but they refused to take our questions over the phone um, for the first half hour of, of the whole thing. And that is unethical and that's contrary to the court's orders, but you know what? We still did a great job. I want to show you the question of the night. I'm going to show you the four questions that we put. I'm going to start with the most important one. Um, All the debates were in Quebec, just across the border from Ottawa and Gatineau. There was another private debate in French. So you had three debates. One was unofficial. All three debates were in the province of Quebec. Two of the debates were in French. Isn't that funny for a country that's one quarter Quebecois? We have a French quarter, which is a nice way of saying it. Um, But two thirds of the debates were in French and all three were in Quebec. Just shows you something right there. There was only one debate because, again, why would you only have one debate? Well, because the government is running the debates. but we have a great new teammate. I don't know if you've been following her for the last few months. Alexa Lavoie doesn't look like your stereotypical rebel, like not a 50-year-old right-wing guy from Calgary. That's me, right? Um, Alexa is glamorous. Would you say she's glamorous? I think she's glamorous and very French in the best ways. like, you know, a little bit uh, exotic, a little bit um, like just aesthetically, stylistically, um, you know, EQ-wise, different than your typical rebel. But that's what I'm trying to tell people, is that the rebel in 2021 is different from the rebel in the, the MAGA period of 2016. Like, I, that was a great time. Trump was ascendant. The internet was free, you know, taken out on the the rhinos and the republic. Like, there's a different time there. And then You know, the Rebels have different phases. I was was saying to Sheila last night, right when the Rebels started, it was, okay, we got to keep the Sun News Network alive, got to keep the band together kind of thing. Here we are in 2021, six and a half years after Rebel News was founded. What is the Rebel today? It is different than it was in those other phases. The Rebel today is a different coalition. Yes, there are those right-wing guys like me. Alberta is very important. But I think our great focus is civil liberties, personal privacy, health privacy, Bodily, autonomy, and integrity. Um, Worries about the lockdowns. So that's a different coalition of people. So you're going to get a lot more moms, right, who are concerned about their kids. Put up that Telegraph tweet, um, the Daily Telegraph in London. The Daily Telegraph is one of the two most prestigious um, dailies in the UK. I think the Times of London and the Telegraph. Look at this. So, this is not a conservative. I mean, I suppose the Telegraph is mildly conservative. Now, I'm going to say this, and I, I, I don't know if I have to be worried about even saying this on YouTube, but uh, the headline is Teenage Boys Are Six Times More Likely to Suffer from Heart Problems from the Vaccine than be hospitalized from COVID-19. A major study has found. So this is not a political opinion. This is a clinical study. This is not some wild disinformation website. This is the verified Twitter account of the Telegraph. One of the most prestigious newspapers in the UK, perhaps the Times of London and the Financial Times would be in the same category. I found that incredible and terrifying. You know who finds that terrifying? Not teenage boys, because teenage boys don't find anything terrifying. They're, they're all going to live forever, and they're all bulletproof. Mums of teenage boys find that terrifying. So who is a typical rebel viewer in 2021? Well, according to Abacus Research, that's the pollster, your typical vaccine-hesitant Canadian... going from memory here you can correct me if i'm wrong justin it's a 42 year old ontario woman mother who votes liberal what yeah you don't think they're worried about their boys or the studies out there that have questions about how the vaccines interact with girls and you know i don't want to get into biological details but menstrual cycles and things like that yeah typical vaccine hesitant person is a 42 year old ontario woman who votes liberal yeah yeah, why is that? Oh, they're alt-right. They're Trump country. They're MAGA red hat wearing alt-right anarchists. No, they're not. They're moms worried about their kids. So that's who the rebel is in 2021. And so if you look at who our team is, and if you look at what our focus is, it's about these issues. I mean, in other eras, we talked about Trump. In other eras, we talked about Islamic terrorism. Um, I see it's, uh, I see the Bataclan terrorists are finally going to court. In 2015, that was a, a horrific ISIS terrorist attack on a nightclub uh, or a concert hall in Paris called the Bataclan. I went there to cover that horrific story. The horrific story of our age is the pandemic and much more acutely the lockdown and the political response to it. So that's a very long preamble to say Alexa Lavoie is very much Rebel News 2021. And she looks different and sounds different and talks different than a Rebel News reporter in 2016 would. But I think she's done an amazing job. And she went to the debate last night in person. The rest of our team was on the phones. And she got a question to the Prime Minister. And just for context, the day earlier, the Prime Minister said, you rebel news types are liars. You're misinformation. Um, you're spreading misinformation. You're polarizing the country. I don't like you. Now, that's actually not true. We don't publish fake news. We've never been accused of that by any social media platform. Uh, we uh, have never had anything taken down because it's fake news. We um, This is not true. I don't think there's any fact checking agency that said anything we've done is fake. I maybe I've forgotten something or missed something, but I just never never heard of it. Um, On the other hand, Trudeau's campaign. Was tagged by Twitter for manipulating facts, for manipulating the truth and, and twisting it. So it's a bit of a pot calling the kettle black situation. But Alexa starts off and says, You demonized me last night. I have a real question for you. Please don't demonize me again. Please answer this real question about the vaccines. And she puts the real question of the vaccines, but it's a hard question. And instead of me describing it to you, let me show it to you. Do we have Alexa's question and the answer? Here, take a look.
1: Bonjour Monsieur Trudeau, Alexandre pour Rebelle News. Donc Monsieur Trudeau, je vais revenir rapidement sur ce qui s'est passé hier. Vous avez diabolisé dé- l'un des rares médias qui ne reçoit pas d'argent du gouvernement. Vous avez exprimé votre opinion en disant que nous propageons la désinformation. Si c'était vrai et si c'était le cas, la Cour, suprès, la cour fédérale ne nous aurait pas permis d'être ici aujourd'hui. Je suis moi-même scientifique et je me base sur les faits. Ma question est la suivante. L'Israël est l'un des pays les plus vaccinés au monde. Ils sont rendus maintenant à leur quatrième rappel de vaccin. Ils ne considèrent plus que ceux qui ont reçu deux doses de vaccin sont pleinement vaccinés. Ma question est, plusieurs Canadiens ne désirent pas avoir un rappel de de vaccin. Allez-vous leur enlever leur privilège relié au passeport vaccinal. Et aurez-vous l'obligation de répondre à ma question en tant que premier ministre ou allez-vous encore diaboliser mon média Parce
2: que j'ai partagé ma perspective sur ton organisation hier soir, j'ai plus rien à dire.
1: Ça demande bien qui vous êtes. Merci.
0: Hmm. So first of all, Alexa's wonderful, isn't she? Second of all, there was nothing inauthentic, there was nothing fake, there was nothing gotcha-ish, there was nothing unfair, there was nothing partisan, there was nothing uh, hostile, there was nothing aggressive in that question whatsoever. In fact, it was said, I'm not going to say in kindness, but in, in good faith, it was, look, you, you, demoni- you diabolize, what a word, you, diab- you diabolized us, you, you devilify. that's what diabolize means, diablo. You demonized us. Yesterday. You said we'd cause create fake news, but the Federal Court would not have accredited us if that were true, she said. She's no dummy. I tell you, that's a smart cookie. She's exactly right. So she said, Look, yesterday you demonized us. That's fake news. That's not the case, and the Federal Court would not have accredited us if that was true. I have a real question. And you saw the question about Israel and the quadruple booster shots and the vaxxed. And she says, Will you answer this question or will you demonize me again and he basically says I'll demonize you again I've already told you what I think of you I will not answer the question and she says well it shows what kind of person you are it sure does doesn't it he is the Prime Minister he's the most powerful man in the country but he needs to rub it in her face but not just her face do you think Alexa was there on her own for herself or just for us she was there as an avatar for our millions of viewers, and indeed for millions of Canadians who don't even know who or what Rebel News is. That question stands on its own. That question lives or dies on its own merits, and the answer to it does not depend on who asks it. But Trudeau is mean-spirited, and he despises women who challenge him. If you don't believe me, ask Jody Whistle and Rabel, Jane Philpott, Selena Cesar, Gervan, Ask Rose Knight, the reporter who didn't like to be sexually assaulted by him. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were a reporter. Remember that when he groped her in Creston, B.C.? So Justin Trudeau, I wonder if he would have answered if it were a man. He's got a real weak spot when it comes to women. He hates women who stand up to him. I mean, we've heard, we've heard how he handles women in his own party. I mean, the most shocking thing during the campaign was when one of his candidates, Rad Saini, was repeatedly accused of sexual harassment and Trudeau just covered it up. You know, the shocking thing was the revelation of the sexual harassment was from liberal staffers. So women in the Liberal Party were told to shut up. By who? By Katie Telford, the female feminist chief of staff. Just like Harvey Weinstein. Just like Gianna Menci. All these fake male feminists. And they're... Enablers. Just gross. Justin Trudeau is disrespectful to women he cannot control. I think that question by Alexa Lavoie was not only beautifully delivered, passionately delivered, honestly and in good faith delivered, but it was the most important substantive question, really. I mean, there was a question last night, and I don't proposed to ask you to find it i don't know if you could some reporter from germany flies over here gets accredited what are you you doing here it's not your election you're accredited but my rebel news team is not accredited we're canadian citizens with you know you're just here you're a you're a tourist but you thought you'd pop by and he asked the question i'm not going verbatim here just going from memory mr trudeau there are protests against you how do you feel about that? You came from Germany to, to ask about the Prime Minister's feelings. He's got armed RCMP security. Um, he's a divisive extremist uh, politician who's been PM for six years and has irritated millions of Canadians. Um, who cares how he feels? Uh, that That's not news. That's not reporting. That's a tongue bath. That's submissiveness. And I know that some germans are really deep into the bdsm move but they just don't bring that crap over here okay and for that to be accredited, credited and 11 rebels kept out is super gross alexa asked the most important most newsworthy most scientific most relevant most widely relevant question of the night and trudeau partly out of his disdain for independent women and partly because i don't think he has an answer um. wouldn't couldn't didn't didn't answer what a coward he had a rough night with women uh, the day before it was Tamara marry who he demonized he just doesn't like women I think that's his that's his weakness that's his Achilles heel I think we should always send women to ask him questions because he just sort of there's a rage within him can you find that story I got a special mission for you, Justin. It'll test your Google skills. You know Google has a very large archive of old newspapers that they've digitized? I think it was in the Milwaukee Sentinel. We've used it before. Do you know what I'm talking about? I sometimes, you, know, you don't want to get into amateur psychologization, and everyone's their own person. And you don't know what's going on in someone's mind. You don't know. But I'm 49, I'm almost 50. I saw my dad over the weekend, I saw my mom. And um, you know, you spend your teenage years rebelling against everything, including your old family. You know, Mark Twain had that funny line, I left home at 16, when I came back at 21, I couldn't believe how much my dad had learned. Did you ever hear that Mark Twain saying? You know that one? I left home at 16, when I came back at 21, I couldn't believe how much my dad had learned. The comedy there is, of course, no, it was the teenager who realized he didn't actually know anything, and his dad was right. So you grow up, and um, and and you live your own life, but then you, you know, I reconnected with my mom and dad over the weekend, and you realize how much of your life is subliminally and subconsciously programmed in you when you're a kid. You don't even know it. That's why I'm so furious about all these masks. And... What we're teaching kids about being afraid of each other being afraid of invisible demons i'm i'm deeply worried about its long-term effect on kids and i see parents who mask their children and force their kids to internalize this ritual that will echo through the generations my point is you see your own uh parents and you think oh my gosh i'm becoming like them even though i haven't seen them maybe in a while well because this was this was imprinted on you when you were 5 when you were 10 you saw how people like even how people walk how they talk their mannerisms how they chew their food the noises they make the their facial mannerisms these are when you're a child these things are printed on you and you don't even know it and i say all that because How does Justin Trudeau come up with his way of thinking about women? Well, he's his own man, and he makes his own choices, and he tells us he's a feminist. All right. But how much of how he deals with women, how he thinks of women, his emotional reaction to women, is based on his abusive father. This is a story from the Milwaukee Sentinel in 1979, I think. Pierre gave her a black eye. Can you go to the earlier page? You can link, I think. Okay, let's read this. This is another, this is just, I think this is a wire story picked up in the Milwaukee Sentinel. The morning after the big fight with Pierre, Margaret Trudeau was in better spirits. But I've decided to go back to New York City in about one week's time to go after photography and my own identity, but I must discuss it with Pierre. So this is an interview with a journalist. She had a discussion with Pierre. She thought it a good idea. Then excerpts of an interview Margaret had given hit the newsstands in Canada. Pierre hit the roof and then hit Margaret. She loved it. Pierre slugged me said the next morning, she said the next morning, He's given me a black eye. But things are going to be okay. He doesn't mind my being a photographer. Actually, I was quite pleased. It was the first time in a very long while that I'd been able to get a response from Pierre. He got all his hostility out, and he hasn't shown me so much attention in years. It showed he really loved me. She said contentedly in a strange way. It's made us closer. I guess I felt this was his way of showing he cared. Pierre must have felt closer to me, too, because that night. He was very macho. So that's an interview from The time when Margaret Trudeau and Pierre Trudeau were fighting, but not just fighting, quarreling or or rhetorically, he was beating his wife. Pierre Trudeau beat his wife, gave her a black eye, slugged her. And Margaret Trudeau's had mental health issues her whole life. She talks about it. Her drug use makes it worse, she says. She's anti-marijuana. She says whenever she was on marijuana, it, it really wrecked. And so it's, it's quite creepy that Trudeau was such a marijuana enthusiast given what it did to his mom. You know, when they married, I think their age gap was, could you Google it? What was their age gap? I think she was like 21 and he was in his 50s. That was bound to fail. And he was abusive. He punched her. He slugged her. He gave her a black eye. He mistreated her. He dominated her. And so little Justin Trudeau, who was born, I think, on Christmas Day in 1971, if I'm remembering. So he would have been eight. He would have been eight years old when his dad started beating his mom. And So she was 22 and he was 52. Okay, that's about what I uh. And they met when she was 18. I thought I was even 17. I thought she was a teen. So she was a teenager. So he's really gross. Um, you know, you're a 50-year-old man and you're dating teenagers. All right, pedophile. Um, so Justin Trudeau is eight years old and he sees his mother and his father fighting. Listen, all, all families fight. But Justin Trudeau's father, Pierre Trudeau, physically beat Margaret Trudeau black and blue. She had a black eye. He slugged me. And she had battered women's syndrome, obviously. Oh, it, it showed he cared. He, he was so macho that night. Um, he paid attention to me. Sure, he punched me and gave me a black eye, but he was paying attention to me. It was great. Oh, my God. And they both cheated on each other, of course. And you're an eight-year-old boy named Justin Trudeau, and you think this is how men and women should act. This is, And that's what I mean about being imprinted on you. So you grow up, and you're idea of how the world works is what you see in your family and you see your father beating your mother and you see the staggering disrespect he shows her and you see that he is unfaithful to her and bangs anything that moves whether it's you know barbara streisand or who's that canadian female guitar player he just, like, he, he was a notorious, he boasted about it, because for him it was proof that he was young and virile. He had an inferiority complex just like Justin Trudeau does. When you're in your 50s and 60s and you have a series of affairs, Fiona Boyd, thank you, Leona Boyd, thank you. Um, People have affairs for sexual reasons, for emotional reasons, but when you're telling the press corps about it when you're showing off your affairs. That's that's not a sexual thing. That's a I want the world to know I'm virile and powerful thing. Now, as mom, Margaret, was was uh, unfaithful, too. But obviously, Pierre Trudeau was, you know, the one who broke things apart. So you're an eight year old boy and you're growing up in a home. And you're learning by observing. You know, kids don't listen to what you say, they watch what you do. That's why if you're, for example, if you're a smoker, if you're a dad and you're a smoker and you're telling your kids, don't smoke kids, (sighs) don't smoke kids. Well, they're gonna do what you do, not what you say. They'll probably grow up to smoke while telling their kids not to smoke. I'm just using smoking as an example. So you're Justin Trudeau and you grow up and you say, okay, so dads break promises, dads cheat dads are unfaithful when dads lose patience with a woman they punch them dads humiliate women by parading around with mistresses that's a dad Justin Trudeau grew up in that world now Pierre Trudeau was even worse and he he had a concubine what else do you call it Deborah Coyne was it Deborah Coyne am I getting the right name there's a lot of coins out there who was the mistress this professor who basically called up Pierre Trudeau and said, I want to have a love child with you. And he said, okay. I mean, just like, he's just got this, ju- Pierre Trudeau, Pierre Trudeau had, oh, and, and at the funeral for Pierre Trudeau, his mistress had to walk a few paces behind Deborah Coyne Is it Deborah Coyne. Yeah. Thanks. You know, it's, it's, that's a relative of Andrew Coin. There's, I mean, talk about incestuous. So Pierre Trudeau's approach to women, is that they are basically a receptacle for his sexual outlets and he agreed the deborah coin is pitiful and shocking and candid and she said she basically took trudeau out for for a meal and said i want to have sex with you and i want to have a love child with you and he said fine but don't expect me to play the role of dad don't expect me in the kid's life like holy crap and at the funeral See if you can get a photo of it. I think if there's a photo of it, if I'm recalling, Deborah Coyne, the mistress, the concubine really, had to walk. Yeah. So you can see Margaret Trudeau, the beaten woman on the left. You can see, I think that's Alexandra there. I, I, there's Justin Trudeau on the right. And who's that blonde woman right at Justin Trudeau's shoulder? That's... Pierre Trudeau's mistress, Deborah Coyne, who had to walk at the back. What a screwed up family. And this is Justin Trudeau's world. And he did not inherit his father's intellect, but he inherited his father's arrogance and so now he knows how to treat women because he watches dad. So, fast forward to 2021, and a beautiful, vivacious, passionate French woman asks a question. And, it, and it, he looks at her like, like, he, like a predator looks at prey sexually until he realizes oh, this isn't like Rose, this is the Rose Knight situation. I want to grope her, but she doesn't want to be groped. So he moves her psychologically from a possible conquest to, bitch is stuck up. You know, those are the two ways Justin Trudeau looks at women. Possible conquest, oh, the bitch is frigid. Those are the two ways Trudeau looks at women. Call up all his hugging photos. So for example, when he's appointing women to high office, he looks at them as a conquest, as sexually available. Like Julie Payette, a disastrous choice of his for governor general, when he announced her, he put his hand on her, on her butt. So she's the governor general, she's the queen's um, delegate here, and this is a public event, and they're walking together, and he put his hand on her ass. Can you get a photo of that? You know, if you're walking in public, you, yeah. Why are you putting your hand on the behind? Why are you touching her at all? She's not your friend. She's not your girlfriend. She's not your wife. She's not your mistress, I don't think. Why are you touching her that way? And why are you touching her that way in public? Give me some more pictures of when when Trudeau hugs women like that. He does it in public for the same reason that his father, Pierre Trudeau, paraded around his mistresses. It's not sexual, it's dominance. He's showing, I will hug you in a public... Christy Freeland's weird, she probably likes it. But there's Jody Wilson-Raybould. There's Kathleen Wynn, You're not going to get any action there. Oh, there's Catherine McKenna. Is that normal? Would you, have you ever, Justin, you're a married man. I've had the pleasure of meeting your missus. She comes in from time to time. Like, just look at this picture with Jody Wilson and Have you ever, you don't have to tell me. Have you ever been that, like, since you've been married? I'm not talking when you're a young single guy. You've never been that close to a man or a woman. Like, like if that was your mother, you would be that close to your mother. You would hug your mother and you would be that close to your wife. You would not be that close to anyone else in your life. Am I right? Like, like if you were that close to a woman here in the office, everyone would stop and look and say, what's going on? Right? Like, and I, I would, I would, I would take a keen interest say, in what's going on. What the hell is going on? No, I just, what are you doing? That's just not, like that, like that's, nose to nose, that's four inches. That's like, what? and the one with Catherine McKenna, can you find the, just, yeah. That's even, like, what the actual hell? And, and oh, and what's that one on the left there? Who's, who's that? Is that his wife? No, that's not his wife. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's, look at that. Click on that, open that up. That's actually from my tweet. I saw that, I was so shocked by that. Justin Trudeau's 47, he has never met um, Andrescu before. They're not friends, she's just 19. He gives her a full body hug, eyes closed, pelvis to pelvis, what a creepy man. What do feminist pundits say? They wish it were them. Seriously, look, have you ever, other than, since you've been married, other than your wife like you wouldn't even hug your mom like that that's just you wouldn't you wouldn't be pelvis to velvets with your mom what the actual hell well i'll tell you what who did he learn that from who imprinted on his mind and his subconscious that that is how you treat women Well, the man who imprinted most things on his mind told him how to be a man and what a man is and what a man does and how a man interacts with a woman, Pierre Trudeau. That's not normal there. That one on the right that you've got selected, Christy Duncan, I think that is. The top, yeah, in the pink one, the top one, open that up, yeah. Like, look at that. Have you, like, if I saw that, I would think that that's a long lost friend or like that is so, so, so gross. You know, he's separated from his wife, Sophie. And, I, and you know what? I, I'm not looking to drag her into things. She's, you know, she had a one day appearance. Like, look at that. Look how close his face is to her. And he's leaning right into her. So she has to lean back. If she doesn't, His face would touch her face. Like, I can't even imagine doing that. Now, that's just weird. That's just, that is, like, I think it might be the angle of the shot. That, like, they are feeling the breath on each other's faces. That, that's just bloody weird. Thanks. Close her up. Um, So with Trudeau, the, the public invasion of personal space, I don't know what he does in private. Obviously, I'm not there. But there's a reason he does it in public, and it's to humiliate and dominate. It's to show who's the boss. He does it to men in a buck-breaking kind of way, but he does it to women in a sexual dominance. So Why did he put his hand on the, on the tush of the Governor General? Did she not know which way to walk? Did he have to push her there? Did she need reassurance? There, there, it's okay. If there was no reason to put his hand on her ass, other than to put his hand on her ass and have it photographed and have her know and have her accept it, because what, is she going to make a fuss on her big day? She's being invested as a governor general. Is she going to make a fuss and embarrass herself and ruin the great day? He does that like a predator would to trap her. All these public invasions of space, the same reason Joe Biden does it, is because he does it in these extremely important moments that a woman has a choice, I either protest and ruin everything for everyone, or I suck it up and accept it and don't ruin the day. So the reason he puts his hand on the ass of the Governor General in public is because it's in public. He might try and do it in private too. But I think he has different tastes than Julie Payette. Like his father, Pierre Trudeau, he needs the world to know that he's dominant and virile and that he's an oath-breaker to his own wife and that he'll bang whoever he wants. And it's important that it's public. It's a public display. And that, my friends, is why when a woman challenges Justin Trudeau in 2021, why, why that fake feminist, male feminist, who sexually assaulted Rose Knight and Crest in Creston, B.C. BC. While well, even though he's the most powerful man in the country, he feels the need to humiliate a woman who will not make herself available and submissive to him. You're either a potential conquest or you're a bitch. That's how Trudeau Sr. would have done it. He would either have you as a sexual conquest or he would punch you in the face or maybe he would do both. And Jody Wilson-Raybould and Jane Philpott and Selena Cesar Chavan and our own Alexa, McDon- Alexa Lavoie and yesterday Tamara Ugolini, all these women who dare to stand up to him And the rage and it's pushing a button in the back of his head of the eight year old boy, Justin Trudeau, watching his dad smash his mother, Margaret, in the face, watching his dad pound and beat and bully and give a black eye as she herself said. He slugged me. Justin Trudeau learned that real men punch their wives in the face. And unfortunately, Justin Trudeau also learned that his mother said, oh, he showed he cared. He was taught violence against women by his father, and he was taught that women like it by his mother, and this is the fake feminist who sexually assaulted Rose Knight, and this is the man who, when asked nicely by Alexa Lavoie a substantive question, instead chose to demonize her because she refused to submit, unlike his mother Margaret, who submitted to a beating and said it's proof she was loved. Maxime Bernier has taken to calling Justin Trudeau a psychopath lately. That's a heavy word. I don't want to use it lightly. But there are things in there that I think are unusual and psychologically abnormal and abusive and narcissistic. He certainly has a complex in him. He thinks he's above the law. I mean, even Tamara's question from two days ago. Do you want to play Tamara's question? We don't need the whole answer to it, but yeah, let's play the whole answer to it. Her, it, it shows that uh, she, she asks him, Twice now, the federal court has said, you've been breaking the law to discriminate against me. It's just giving you second thoughts. His answer is abusive again, like his dad would abuse his mom. But his answer is implicit, which is, no, the law doesn't apply to me. Yeah, the federal court, you and what army? And, and the fact that it was a female judge of the federal court probably makes Trudeau laugh at it all the more. Here's Tamara's question and Trudeau's dismissive answer because she's just a woman. tonight.
3: I have a question from Tamara Ugolini from Rebel News.
4: Thank you. Mr. Trudeau, the only reason that I'm allowed to ask you this question is because today the federal court ruled that the government doesn't have the right to determine who is or is not a journalist. This is the second election in a row that the court has to overturn your government. Do you still insist on being able to make that decision and why?
2: first of all questions around accreditation were handled by the press gallery and the consortium of uh, networks who have uh, strong perspectives on quality journalism and the important information that is shared with canadians Uh, the reality is organizations organizations like yours uh, that continue to spread misinformation and disinformation on the science around vaccines, around how we're gonna actually get through this pandemic and be there for each other and keep our kids safe is part of why we're seeing such um, unfortunate uh, anger and lack of understanding of basic science. And quite frankly, you're, I won't call it a media organization. Your group of individuals uh, need to take accountability for uh, some of the polarization that we're seeing in this country. And I think Canadians uh, are cluing into the fact that uh, there is a really important decision we take about the kind of country we want to see. And I salute all.
0: Anyway, he rambles on there, but he's basically saying, I don't listen to courts because my father taught me I'm above that. And you're just a woman, and I don't have to deal with you. And um, if my father were here, he might slug you in the face. But I'm a male feminist, so I'll just disparage you. Let's take some chats on Super You. Annalisa tips 20 bucks. That's very nice for you. Thank you very much. Rumble rant from Noble Canadian Five bucks advance Poll was interesting As mask exempt First it was not supposed to be let in without a mask Then it was I think we're supposed to bring Ballot box out to you Then okay go ahead Use inside Oh that's funny That's right You know um, All these voting locations I wonder if they'll be Letting people in with exemptions <clears throat> Excuse me Annalisa says Great job by the rebels last night Nice to see all the triggered people today Appreciate that Rumble rant from Satspool, five bucks. A criticism of Sheila's question, personally attacking the candidate, giving justification as to why they don't answer questions from rebel news. In my view, don't lower yourself to the level. Thank you for that. Uh, We have asked Jagmeet Singh four questions in this campaign so far. Alexa has talked to him once or twice. Um, I'm trying to remember when the occasions were. So two nights ago, He took a question from a rebel and he just said, I will not talk to you at all. It was actually Catherine, right? Do we have that? Let's show, let's, I want to show, that's a good question, but I have a good answer to it. Two nights ago, um, Jagmeet Singh, I think Alexa put the question to Jagmeet. So Alexa put a question to Jagmeet Singh and he said, I don't talk to you. The very next question was from Catherine of our team. So there's actually three questions in the story. Question one, Alexa put a substantive question. Sure, well let's show it. And then Catherine was straight up and said, you just insulted my colleague, why? And then the third one was Sheila's. In fact, can you tell Efron to put a mashup of those three in a row? Because that's the context we need for Sheila's. Jagmeet and I think the headline is Jagmeet Singh Disrespects women. Now, I don't know the backstory of how he was taught to treat women, like I know how Justin Trudeau was taught to treat women. So let's just show people the three vids in a row. Go ahead.
1: Alexandra for Rebel News. Uh, Historiquement, uh, the NPD s'est opposé aux grandes sociétés pharmaceutiques et aux sociétés milliardaires qui se sont enrichies grâce aux blocages, comme Amazon and Walmart. Et le NPD était très attentif aux libertés civiles, y compris en étant pro-choix sous son propre corps. Pourquoi avez-vous embrassé les milliardaires de Big Pharma et abandonné votre philosophie de pro-choix? Merci, mais je ne réponds pas aux questions de Rebel News. Merci. Est-ce que vous pensez que euh, c'est une option de ne pas répondre à un média juste parce que le fait que vous ne nous aimez pas?
3: Nous devons… Merci beaucoup. Prochaine question… For so the question is from Rebel News.
4: Good evening. Um, before you tell me that you're not going to answer my question, I just want to say that I'm not here representing myself or my company. I'm here representing millions of Canadians who have real questions for you, like the one my colleague Alexa just asked, people who you would marginalize. Is your message to them that they are second-class citizens?
3: Not at all. Sorry. Sorry.
0: Okay, so those were the two from two nights ago. And then here's Sheila's from last night.
4: You're saying the polls show that your party is between 15 and 20 percent. No party here on the stage tonight is even close to representing a majority of Canadians. This is an absolute divided country. Yet when conservative journalists like me ask you fair questions on behalf of Canadians, you insult us? And refuse to answer a single word. You are like a child putting your hands over your ears. Do you really think you can become prime minister by trying to freeze out any Canadian who disagrees with you? In your own riding, you only got 38% of the vote. Is this how you treat the other 62% of people who disagree with you?
0: No. Thanks so much. Yeah, so um, in answer to the rumble question... Um, Sheila's question was not our first question. Our first question was um, a substantive one, I think. Um, And then Catherine and Sheila were responding to Jagmeet Singh's childish, like really saying, no, 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 I can't hear you. Okay, let's keep going here. Rumble rant, joyful from the heart. I wish Alexa spoke English. A lot of Canadians missed that question. However, I appreciate her passion Encouraged in speaking up. Thank you. Well, we are, we do have a version up there with subtitles. She does speak English. It's got a uh, an accent. So we said ask in French. So their question is as clear as possible. We will, uh, I think we have put up videos on Twitter with that subtitle. AMT60, the fact that Trudeau didn't answer the question about booster shots means he will implement it. Scarborough hospital is already talking about boosters when staff being fired for not taking first shot oh for sure Hyperchat from BINGA: Trudeau should have listened to my grandmother said when you point your finger at someone remember the three are pointing back at you uh, <clears throat> i think you're right rumble Brants, bb con two bucks as always ezra thanks for rebel news can you imagine life without the other side of the uh, this, uh, other side's voice oh exactly i mean it would just be a bunch of questions saying mr trudeau how do you feel about your campaign? Extra Driller guy, 10 bucks. Good job. Rebel Tamara found the perfect button to hit. And Alexa smashed it again. Trudeau acts like a pouting child who didn't get his way. Yeah. Rumble ran for Anmark. I wish David was on the live stream last night as well. Shout out to Justin. Oh. see stuff. Well, David had a, <clears throat> a great question last night, too. And it was the only question we put that got a real answer. Why don't we show that? Here's David the Menzoid Menzies.
4: Good evening, Ms. Paul. Hope you're doing well. Ms. Paul, clearly this debate is an insider's club for the political establishment. It banned Maxime Bernier of the People's Party of Canada, even though he is ahead of the Bloc Quebecois and Jerome Party, the Green Party, in the polls. It banned me and Rebel News from even reporting until the federal court said that was illegal. Why have you not spoken out against this? Don't you think all voices should be heard in Canada?
3: Uh, Thank you for it. Thank you for it thank you for the question uh, we we did have an opportunity to provide recommendations uh, to the Commission establishing the rules for the debates and certainly from our perspective having more debates is incredibly important it is incredibly disappointing uh, that we only had two hours to discuss so many important issues we spent I think 10 minutes or, or 20 minutes talking about uh, indigenous peoples for instance I don't think we spent even 10 minutes speaking about Afghanistan. So uh, we can see what this new system has created. It's created less opportunities for people in Canada to get to know the parties, to get to know the leaders uh, of those parties, to get to know our positions. Um, That's not a good thing for democracy. Uh, In the case of of those parties who are not included, I think we do need to find a way for small parties who are trying to establish themselves to have a way of participating and, and getting known. Otherwise, Uh, we do have the same old parties constantly monopolizing the discussion.
0: There you go. Well, um, David did a great job. Our whole team did a good job. Lincoln Jay also had a question to Blanchette, the bloc leader, and he did not answer. I want to show you one more video um, because I think it sums up the clubbiness here. I think there are things that every single party should stand for. Um, you could call them fundamental principles or nonpartisan principles. For example, I think our Constitution, it's probably something like that. Fundamental freedoms, freedom of speech, for example. I think that whether you're a New Democrat, a liberal, Tory, whatever, we can all agree on those things. Although troubling these days, we don't. But last night at the leaders debate, before they got underway, they recorded one of those ads where, you know, it's like what Hollywood lovies do all the time. Videos where you have all these B-list celebrities that you barely recognize reading a line or two and then they mash it up and it's like a really cloying public service announcement that's really irritating. Um, Well, the five party leaders who were there last night did one. Now, they did it on vaccines and here's my view on vaccines in case you missed it. If you want a vaccine, take it. If you don't, don't. Um, Use your own judgment. I don't think kids uh, should be vaccinated without their parents' permission and consent. I, I don't think the children are sophisticated, responsible, wise, um, experienced enough to make those decisions. I mean, for God's sakes, uh, you can't drive, you can't drink, you can't vote, but you're gonna decide to take a, a medical procedure on your own. No, we don't believe in that. But if you wanna make free and informed consent to take a vax, fill your boots. Um, <clears throat> so I have no problem with politicians saying get a vax or I think you should get a vax or I've got a vax. I don't have a problem with that but um, this video so, so when you have five politicians saying the same thing it doesn't. that part doesn't particularly irk me to tell you the truth but they start with a lie we're all in this together that's a lie that's been the lie of this whole thing. None of the politicians in this video have lost a day's pay. The four of them who are MPs have actually got a pay raise twice. On April Fool's Day this year and last year, they both they got pay raises from both. They've worked less, but they've got more money. All the media who were there last night haven't lost a day's pay. The lockdown class, the Zoom class, the ones loving, they haven't lost a day's pay. Teachers. Schools have not been in session, but they've got paid. Amazon had their best year ever. Jeff Bezos doubled his wealth. It's the mom and pop shots, it's the shops, it's the waiters and the waitresses, it's ordinary people. And now people are getting be fired for not being vaxxed. Take a look at this video.
3: We're all in this together.
2: We've come so far in the fight against COVID, it's time to finish this pandemic for good. So get vaccinated. If you know someone who hasn't, talk to them. For our kids, for our communities, for our economy, it's how we get forward together. Vaccines are safe and effective for use. Vaccines are the best way for you to protect yourself, your family, and your community. So get vaccinated. Let's fight COVID-19 together.
3: Pour vous protéger vous-même, pour protéger les plus fragiles d'entre nous, pour protéger l'ensemble de la population, le meilleur moyen connu demeure le vaccin. S'il vous plaît, soyez responsable, soyez solidaires, faites-vous vacciner.
2: Merci. We all agree
3: we're united, and it's time to get the shot. Vaccines save lives. They're how we're going to beat COVID, and it's time for everyone to do it. Get the shot. Get the shot.
0: We're all united. Well, those five are, but we are all not united. We are not all this together. In fact, there's a party leader out there who's at 11% in the polls who was not invited in that room who, I think he would probably say, get the vax if you want it, but he wouldn't say, as those five people in the room do, you must get it. That was a misleading public service announcement because I don't think anyone is is denying that there should be the right to have a vaccine. I think the debate, and it was not highlighted because they wanted to talk about global warming instead, uh, is should people be forced To take a medical injection on pain of losing their job or not being able to fly or get on a train or go to school or or things like that we are not all united and we don't have to be united on everything that's what's lovely about a free place is you can live your life as you wish but what's troubling is that the government is forcing it mandating it They're forcing you to be united. And if you dare to disagree, you will lose your freedoms and perhaps even your livelihood. I did not like that public service announcement. Um, Not because I'm against politicians encouraging people to have a vaccine. I think that's fine. It's probably the right thing to do. It's the forcing of the vaccines. And that was covered over, glossed over there. And it was the smug public service announcement unanimity that bothered me the most because it is not unanimous. There are 10 million Canadians who have not taken the vax and they're gonna be punished and forced to do so by those five people in the room. And any media that are critical were kept out until we got the federal court to let us in. And any politicians that are critical were kept out, Maxime Bernier. Last night's debate and the one the night before were amongst the worst I've ever seen in my life in terms of how they were formatted the substance of them and who they excluded I think Canada's democracy is not well served and let me say that it is not the mark of a serious politician to simply ignore a genuine public interest question because you don't like the reporter who put it for all of the criticisms of Donald Trump he never hid from scrappy reporters in fact if you think about it he incredibly chose the most partisan and scrappy reporters every single day jim acosta of cnn he would pick his haters and he would spar with them every day and he would love it trudeau the coward jackmeet singh the coward blanchette the coward aren't even grown-ups that way it's no 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 i can't hear you Anime, paul give the woman credit she at least answered the question we do not have serious men and women running this country we do not have serious men and women in the media Our democracy is failing because of that. My friends, it's 1.05 p.m. I appreciate your support. Thanks for watching last night. Thanks for your super chats and other tips today. Justin, thanks for your help. I'm going to say goodbye now. I've got to go and do some work. Until tonight at 8 p.m. where I've got a show, I'll see you then. Until then, I want to leave you with a dog. Do we have a dog video? We do. I'll say goodbye now. Here's a dog video curated by Justin. See you later.